have done it. This is the final daily episode. Welcome to the Turning Two Podcast. Episodes every day for the past two weeks. The season starts tonight. How are we feeling? Baseball is back. And the Turning Two Podcast has completed the journey, the quest for the golden trophy or some some fucking trophy. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but we're back. I'm swearing because I'm feeling good. And baseball, live, real baseball games take place, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be five minutes away from now. You could be mm-hmm. watching Garrett Cole throw the best fastball in the MLB to Juan Soto. And how does that, what does that do oh, for you, Jack? Wow. I just got some movement down under when he said that. That was movement has been made, and we're not talking about Justin Verlander's slider. We're just (laughs) (laughs) talking about a different kind of movement, and I could not be so, I could not be more excited. This has been a grind to say the least, but a grind, yeah, successful, yeah, successful grind. We learned a lot about every team. Hopefully, we taught everyone a little bit too, and. We're more prepared than ever, than we ever have been, probably than we ever will be for this MLB season. I got to buy my MLB um, Game Pass tonight so I can watch every game. So I bought that last night. Did you? It Was it 60 bucks? It's 60 bucks for 60 games. Yeah, so great deal, honestly. Uh, Well, the 162 game package, I believe, is only 100 bucks. So they're kind of charging you. They're marking you up per game, but I'm going to be honest. I I don't really care. I I don't care. I'm like a dollar for a baseball game. Yeah, I mean, well, because if you buy, I just like Netflix is like $10 a month, but $60 for the whole season, I mean, that's not bad. So you have a, let's say you have a Thursday Thursday off from work. What are you doing all day? Mm -hmm. Watching baseball. Yeah, and even if. It's just all free. Like you don't have to try to like illegally get it. Not that we did that, but um, never done that. And you don't you don't have to like go on your TV. You can just have it on your laptop or your monitor or whatever, and just while you're doing whatever you're doing, just have the game on. Like there's gonna be games on every day, all day, because they're smushing the season in, and it's just nice to have it on the background. Uh quick question. Uh, several. Qu- I want to open this pod before we get into our very special episode, which we haven't even talked about yet. This is a really important Corona preview because we've been following a pretty consistent pattern of two teams from each division, breaking them down, providing you guys in-depth content. But we skipped over the reigning, undisputed, defending, most exciting young player in baseball, Washington Nationals from the NL. NL, I almost said NL East. East. (laughs) It's East. NL East. Yes, NL East. Um, I drew a blank there. And the New York Yankees from the AL East, who arguably has been one of the most dangerous teams in baseball the past three seasons, because they are going to be your opening matchup tonight. So we did going to provide you a special preview and a breakdown of them. Before we get into that, my question for Jack, do you prefer a 107 pitch time or a 707 pitch time? I think I'd go with the 710. 707 is all right, but I love a 710. A solid 7-10 pitch time. I'm big on the afternoon ball games. It is nice to watch the game a little earlier, but it sucks when you're busy during the day. You come home, you flip on the TV, and you're watching like a, a replay, and you go, the game ended? The, the game was at 1? That and it's does like, suck. Oh, what am I going to do from 7 to 10? Like, what the hell? 
then you have nothing to go on for the night, and then you feel like you missed mm-hmm. an entire segment of like mm-hmm. baseball fans already tweeting about it, and you missed it, and you're just watching highlights. Yeah. That's that so. sucks. I I get that, but if I have the afternoon off and I can just like sit and f- watch a baseball game outside because I love watching baseball games outside. Yeah, that's that's elite. But it's, that's it's, an- it's nice. But people are busy during the day. Like one to four, I'm always doing something. But yeah, but now during Corona, most people I feel like aren't as busy. While we're busy mm-hmm. cr- grinding, producing, and working full time jobs elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, other people maybe have more time. So maybe those one o'clock games are going to do a lot of views. Either way, I've never been more excited for a baseball season. This this breakdown had got me so excited, and honestly, I'm ready to talk even more baseball. And I want to start. Where do you want to go? I'll let you decide as executive uh, social media manager. Do you want to go Yankees or do you want to go Nats? Let's start with your 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Nats first. I didn't know if you were going to do them last because they were the champs. You know, last last out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't go out, so uh, last in. But, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do it. Start with the Nats. Um, right away, do you think that 2019, because this is the question that everybody asking, the 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals, do you think there is a World Series hangover? Um, you would assume yes, because you always see one. And I think that's something you can't predict on paper. So I don't really think I can even speak on that. But on paper, I think they stayed the same. They didn't get better. They didn't get worse. They just really stayed the same. They re-signed Strasburg. They lost Rendon. But they brought in um, Starlin Castro to replace him. They got some young talent coming up. They brought in some um, old help and um, some old veterans to kind of give them some depth. So I think they honestly are the same team. But I think they got older. So that's maybe a little concern. Um, But initial thoughts, I don't see them in the top five teams in baseball honestly but i mean they shocked the world last year so why can't they do it again but to answer your question i don't even know what i was talking about there i think i would died a little bit and came back to life but um i do see a slight hangover um i also see i could see why but i don't think there's gonna be a hangover because i think uh any chance that there was a hangover got erased by the fact that it is july July. 23rd when they are pitching their first pitch of the season I do think there's not going to be like a hangover from like the celebrating and like just the tiredness of arms and bats, but I think it's just going to be hard to replicate it. So there's going to be no, the World Series isn't going to affect their winning percentage. I think it's just this team is going to affect itself. Genius. Do you, I know. Do you think that the change of expectation from the 2018 and 2019 season to the 2020 season? Surrounding the Washington Nationals will have an effect on their overall morale because people forget they had a bad 2018 season. They were disappointing, one of the most disappointing teams yeah. in baseball. And then this has been the most documented thing in sports. They had one of the, an awful start to the 2019 season, mm-hmm. and before earning their wild card status, winning the World Series as a wild card team. So, and then they got another lucky break against the Brewers. Before the, but they, if you look at their roster, they're one of the best in baseball. But in a way, they snuck up on people in 2019. If I don't know if you agree with that, but they kind of came out they of nowhere. Did, yeah, they definitely came out of nowhere. And I think, honestly, expectations from fans is what has changed. The morale of the team is the same. They're thinking, last year they were thinking, all right, we're going to go 
win the playoffs and we're going to win the World Series. This year they're thinking the same exact thing because people, before the season starts, everyone's optimistic. But I think now fans in 2019 were saying the Nationals aren't going to make the playoffs and then they won the World Series. And now in 2020, people are saying this team should win the East, which is a hard task. So it's the fan expectation is so much higher, but I don't think the team is really going to, that's not going to affect the team at all. Um, I completely agree. I do think there is a mental dump that occurs when you go through that type of grind in October. And I think it's something that can last not just a season. It can last a couple seasons. It mm-hmm. can maybe even last the rest of your career. Like, look at the Chicago Cubs. I think they're a perfect example of a team that had a huge mental dump winning the World Series, and it just completely changes, like, your the way you think, the way you play baseball. So yeah. I, I would be a little skeptical of that. I think the pitchers, even though they've had all that, I don't think there's going to be a hangover workload-wise. I am a little worried about Max Scherzer age, Steven Strasburg um, continuing to be able to stay healthy, although that question kind of got put away with his uh, World Series playoff performance last year. Still mm-hmm. a little worried, but they have the best starting free in baseball with Strasburg, Scherzer, Patrick Corbin. I don't think it's really close. Yeah, the, I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg is like just two top, top-tier pitchers. Neither and Corbin, it's like, that's a great number three. He showed showed us a lot in the playoffs. And if you if they if one if, if they showed off, to, sorry, you go, sorry, I interrupted you. I sorry, I interrupted you. Um, <laughs> but if we had to go, is if you had to say who is the most intimidating MLB pitcher to face? Do you think it's Max? Got to go, Scherzer. Yeah. Oh, he's the one I'd be most scared to step in the box against. Yeah, probably him and Cole. They kind of have pretty like they're gamers. They're gonna they want to win. But Cole doesn't have a demon eye. Yeah, he doesn't have the husky face. That he's not going to stare into your soul with. Yeah, Scherzer's a scary dude. And he's just so good. Yeah, so best rotation in baseball. And then their lineup is good. I think we know a lot of these names because of the World Series. So I'm interested to see how they actually play out this year. But I also think that's something that honestly affects teams. When you have a good playoff run you tend to do better. Like, once your name is known, you're feeling yourself, you're going to go out and do well, I think. Like, Howie Kendrick, um, Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, um, even, like, Jan Gomes and players like that, they're going to... Their name is out there because they had tremendous postseasons. So, I think you... This lineup may look, on paper, a little bit better than it actually is, but it's still a good lineup. Can can I play devil's uh, advocate here? Yes. So, let's say, considering we're Red Sox fans, and if you guys mm-hmm. probably heard from our Red Sox pod, uh, could you have not said the same thing about the way the Red Sox players in 2018 performed, such as Steve Pierce, World Series MVP, mm-hmm. Nathan Avaldi, playoff hero, and how um, they became far more name recognizable, and all of a sudden you looked at them and they were like, oh, these are real players, and then you see what they did in the 2019 season. So is it something where you could look at, maybe we're falling to the same trap with the Nationals, is we saw them have that one good postseason, and now all of a sudden Howie Kendrick is a viable option for a team, and more than what Howie Kendrick actually is. That is my biggest worry for this team, that um, Adam Eaton, Howie Kendrick, um, Jan Gomes, even like Eric Thames, Trey Turner, they're not they're going to have a big slump or just maybe not even be as good ever as they were last year. 
So that's that's the big worry. And then we'll get to their star power later, but that's I think their middling talent in their lineup, it's there. But um maybe it's inflated a little bit from last year. And I completely agree with you. I did see some I have seen some experts uh put Trey Turner as like a sneaky MVP pick, which I think is interesting because he's never he's only had one season batting over three hundred and that was only in seventy three games. Last year, uh, he slashed 298, 19 home runs, 57 RBIs. That's not like anywhere close to MVP numbers to me. Yeah, he's more of a, he's fast, he'll score runs, he's going to steal bases, play a good shortstop, and hit 300. But 50 RBIs is kind of, that's pretty wild. I mean, he's a leadoff hitter, so that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it does. The RBIs are definitely going to be a little a little low. Um, mm-hmm. So... I don't really understand what to talk about. That is, I definitely think he's one of the, he's young and full of energy and something that maybe can help this team that has a lot of miles on them, especially after that playoffs. And I don't know how long how long are we in this pod and why haven't we talked about Juan Soto and why haven't you yelled mm-hmm. at me yet? Yeah, I mean Juan Soto, he's their young star. He's amazing. Obviously, it might sound like we're underselling him, but I think it's just he's known as he's just a young legend. He is young, though, and he does not have as much backing in their lineup. The more I look at it, their lineup does worry me a little bit. Just seeing, like, Howie Kendrick in, like, maybe a four spot or a five spot is maybe not what you love to see. But, I mean, do he want, went off last year. He just had an amazing season. Do you want nine and where they're slotted in? Yeah. All right, so maybe – all right, you're a pitcher. You're going into Washington. You're facing the reigning defending champs. You get to score. Your manager hands you this card. How you feeling? Trey Turner leading off, Adam Heaton, Juan Soto, Asubra Cabrera, Eric Fames, Howie Kendrick, Kurt Suzuki, and then Victor Robles. By the way, first time in turning to history, I did not butcher a name in a starting nine. Yeah, I think you got you got all of them. <laughs> yeah, I got all of them. And then uh, obviously the DH is implemented in. I don't know where they're going to lean on this, but we got people on the Probably bench. Fames. Uh, Fames, but we also like players that are going to be. Yeah, players that are going to get a chance to play every day. Uh, probably Starlin Castro, Michael A. Taylor, those type of players. Or even maybe Jan Gomes get some looks. But those are the players that are on their bench right now. Uh, another COVID, t- quick talk, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National, mm-hmm. will not be participating in the 2020 season. And I think that's really sad. It is, but it's also kind of... He had... Mr. National won his Nationals World Series, and now... He's not playing for this year. So if they do bad, it's kind of going to make sense. They did lose a pitcher. I'm trying to look up who it is. Didn't they lose An- did they lose Anibal Sanchez? Uh, no. That sounds right. No, he's, I think he's still on the team. I don't know who, uh, maybe a bullpen piece, but uh, I don't know uh, anybody, any pitcher they lost. I'm pretty sure they have the same team besides. Uh, Joe Ross. Gone. Joe Ross. Joe Ross. Was he, uh, he's bullpen mm-hmm. piece, right? No, I think he was like their four or five. Four or five. Um, they still got the top four in place with Sanchez, uh, Corbin, Strasburg, Scherzer. Is so right there. That's I don't care like two of your five is. That's terrifying. Sean Doolittle, not only one of the most elegant speakers in baseball. Oh, so good. Moving moving hearts. Uh, they got Will mm-hmm. Harris, Daniel Hudson, Tanner Rainey, Hunter Strickland, all in that bullpen. I um, I honestly do think this bullpen somehow miraculously had a good postseason. But it is not a good bullpen. They were the worst bullpen in baseball in the regular season. They somehow got it going, but it is probably normally I like a weakness. Doolittle. Doolittle's good, yeah. But it, their bullpen is a weakness on this like stature of a team. 
if they didn't win the World Series. I think we saw, like, Hudson pitched amazing. He shouldn't have. Like, no one's on paper. He shouldn't be that good. So we'll see if he can replicate that. But I think um, right now they're a super complete team. I just honestly think, like, beginning of 2019, we're saying the exact opposite. So I think it really just depends, as any World Series winner, like, what can they bring back? Because as we saw as Red Sox fans, 2018, we had an unstoppable lineup, an unstoppable rotation, and a great bullpen. Then we said, okay, let's do the same exact thing, similar to what the Nationals are doing, besides Rendon. And we saw the Red Sox get nothing right, and they couldn't win at all, and nothing worked. So you do need some young, uh, young new blood, maybe just some new blood. So we'll see how much of the Nationals' magic can return for 2020. I think that's a great point, and uh, I think there's a lot of magic that had to go right for this team. I think maybe the roster doesn't pop off on paper as much as you think. Even Sean Doolittle, regular season, you mentioned last uh you mentioned a little bit ago, like they had a bad bullpen overall last season. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty eight eighteen, he was one of the best relievers in a game with a one point six oh ERA. And then twenty nineteen he had a four five ERA, pitched fifty five game uh pitched sixty three games. Um strikeouts per nine was down by fr- entire it was uh from twelve to nine. So Everything basically was bad for him in the regular season, but then in the postseason, the man balled out. Uh, gave up zero runs in the World Series, had a sub-free ERA in every series other than that um, in the 2019 postseason. So he really stepped up in the spotlight, and I think there's a lot of recency bias with this team. And you put mm-hmm. really, you did a really good job of setting it up with like keeping those players and just what are we just overhyping because that's the last thing we saw and like the Red Sox are a great comparison I think they're a really good comparison for this team yeah I mean they are you look at this roster and it's like because we know all these names it's one of the best rosters in baseball on paper because they just balled out in the 2019 playoffs I think it's interesting I could kind of see this team going either way as we move more forward to the like final predictions we're not quite there yet but um the East is good, and I could really see them being a middling team, or I could see them running away with it, depending on what Nationals team we get. Very true, and um, a little bit of a something that could really, really derail this team's season is, while Max Scherzer is one of the most intimidating play- pitchers in baseball, he's 35 years old, if I'm correct now, uh, and he's also, he had neck and back issues that really plagued his 2019 season. It forced, forced him to the mm-hmm. injured list in the late summer, and he was scratched from a World Series start. And I think people forget that because he balled out afterwards, but he has these lingering issues. The extended playoff run, how much does he have left in the tank? Uh, it's just something to like think about. Are you sure he's there? I feel like the 35-year-old pitcher is the type of pitcher who wins his World Series and maybe comes back not as strong. Yeah, but sure, there's a different he's, animal. He's a different animal. He's Same with Verlander. He's proved that it doesn't matter. He's just going to go out and win games. But really quickly, I want to go back to Howie Kendrick. Yeah, go Because for it. I might have been sleeping on him. I think, looking at his stats, he really is just, he has a, had a great career. He's never batted under 275 in his career. How many years? Uh, oh, quick math, quick math. More than that, 13 years. 13 years, he's never batted under 275. Yes. What did he peak at? 
Oh wait, 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 he did. He hit 255 in his last year with the Dodgers, and then he went through a four-year struggle where he didn't play more than 50 games. Then in 2019, he just snapped. Snapped off, dude. I like how but he with the, that. Yeah, with the Angels, I mean, he's a great. He was a great player. Hit like 285 consistently, almost hit 300 in um, 2013, and then he went to the Dodgers, fell off. And then I guess so maybe my adjustment my um rating of Howie was a little correct because he played for the Phillies and then the Nationals in twenty seventeen and didn't play that many games. I think Howie for average. I think he's good for what he does. He fills his role really, really well. If you ask but, if you ask I mean, him to be a one or a two in a lineup, I think you're gonna get not the best results. Yeah, but I mean I'm gonna I might take over the fun fact Lorenzo stat of the day. You're taking over the it's fun fact episode. of the day. We're switching it up. Howie Kendrick hit 344 in 2019. How many games? 121. 344? Was he the batting leader in the uh, NL? Um, he, I, I don't know. He might have not had enough at bats. How many plate appearances did he have? I think 500 is the minimum. Yeah, he only had 370. Oh, uh, I don't think that qualifies him then. Yeah. Um, but 344 is, is kind of nutty. That is kind of nutty. That's oh, 344. So that's insane, actually. I feel like I did not realize how high his uh, his BA was. Yeah, so I think people were sleeping on him, and then he went into the playoffs, and he just continued being Howie. And then he... So yeah, their lineup can do it. They really can. Maybe they just snuck up on everyone. This is this is a tough team for me. Oh, for sure. And but the thing that worries me, um, yeah, but, uh, he didn't have enough uh, at bats to qualify because Yelich had three twenty nine that led the the pace he at National League. But yeah. the thing that worries about me is also the loss of Rendon. I think that's a decent. That's a big yep. loss. Because Pretty, yeah, that's, that's a solid loss. So hard loss, um, great third base, and probably their their best hitter. Yeah, he's a great person having the three hole to have Soto either in front of or behind. They yeah, they Soto. lose some protection in that lineup. Yeah, th- great way to put it. That's protection protection for Soto. Um, also that's a, a proven bat over a full one sixty two. Where Soto, we still mm-hmm. don't know if he's while he's super fun. He has dope leg kick. Um. We don't know if he's uh, actually going to be, like, tr- he has to do it a little bit longer before we can anoint him, like, the next big thing in baseball entirely. So, yeah, Rendon, is that, that's a tough loss for him. And uh, I'm a little worried about the power in this lineup. I think they need another home run hitter. But I don't think the step back from the last season, I realistically think this is the best chance that we will ever see of a team winning a World Series back-to-back. Be- because when you of say that season. about the Red Sox? When you say that about the Red Sox in 2018? Yes, but the 60-game season eliminates oh, okay. in my mind. So it eliminates my mind the 162, the hangover, the grind of baseball after playing deep into October. Everybody's itching to get back on the field. They've had plenty of time off. I think that, like we highlighted on this podcast, so many stinking times during these breakdowns, starting pitching is the most important thing this season. And mm-hmm. what do they got? The best one-two-free punch in baseball. Yeah. So I sure. think that's huge for them. 
uh, offense is going to be slower to come by anyway. So maybe having a bad offensive, not a bad offense team, but offensive team, but a mediocre offensive team can be mitigated by their ability of their pitchers to carry them early on. Um, I like the, I think that the bullpen has some momentum. I don't, you're right. They had a tough 2019, but they're coming off again, recency really, really good in the playoffs. So maybe they're able to carry some of that momentum forward. And I just, I think they're going to pace the NLEs probably. All right. All right. I like that take. What, what do you got them coming in at? Well, I got them coming in at, I got them. Didn't I, I think I said the Braves were winning the NLEs, right? I think you said the Phillies. No, I don't think I picked the Phillies to win the NLEs. I think I picked them in a wild card. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Maybe. you picked the Braves. I we gotta, were kind of sleeping on the Nats. The Na- yeah, we were sleeping on the Nats, but I do think that they're going to probably have to uh, replicate what they did last year in a wild card. Uh, that's That'll okay. probably be my take. So I'm going to have them come in at 35-25, 10 games over 500, wild card security, but definitely it's definitely a threat a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs at all uh if they come in any given night they can shove the bats down your throat and no highest likelihood to throw a no hitter in baseball washington nationals yeah very well said i i have them coming at 34 26 mainly just because i think the east is really good and i really like the braves but they can their pitchers can just shove it i could see them winning 40 games sneakily so it's tough. Two things. Uh, one, Strasburg got paid. That man got a check. Yeah, and he's a guy that likes to be comfortable. I've heard he and he just wanted to stay. He's just. It seems like he's found his rhythm. So watch out for him. Second thing: Does Steven Strasburg have the best beard and uh, best beard on the Nationals? On the Nationals, probably. I think Eric Thames got a nice little, nice little face covering. But mm. I don't best, know. best. Best beard in the NL East. That's a tougher mm. one. It's a tougher one. That is, I'm trying to think. Braves. They don't really have any good beards. Uh, maybe he's got a real sharp one. It's real crisp. It is. Sean Doolittle's got kind of a nice one too. Sean Doolittle got a nice one. He's also glasses. I dig the look. He has a good look. Yeah, he's he's intelligent and he's the perfect like bullpen. It's like you like that. You like he's just a good bullpen pitcher. He's going to come out, he's going to show 100, drop a change up off the table on you, and then probably, you know, kick you in the face. That's And then yeah. he's going to call you. And then read a book. Read a book and give you an amazing speech. But, yeah, yes. dude, this team's, this team's dope. And I'm going to do it right now. Strasburg's best beard in the NL East. Beautiful. Oh. So crisp. I oh, love the gingerness. Mm-hmm. Tint, ginger tint to it. That's great. Um, also, I think there's going to be uh, – we talked about expectations changing. My last note of the Nats. Not really a ton of pressure on them in the sense that there's no fans in the building. So how are they going to feel that much? True. That's true. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about that way, how this is the best likelihood they have to repeat because 60 games, anything can happen. They basically just got to do what they did in the playoffs, but like for a little bit more and then they're, they're golden. So uh, it's kind of, this is a toss up, even though they're, they're the world series champions, but it's still a little bit of a toss up for me. They're not going to be bad, but it's a toss-up between being a wild card or running away with the division. I think I'm leaning more towards wild card. I got them coming at 34 and 26, as I said. But um, a, they're a scary team to face. It, they're a great wild card team, for sure, for sure. 
and um, that'll uh, lead us in because I think we've kind of we've got we've got our fill of Nats baseball. Oh, yeah. um, we'll come back to them. Make sure uh, at the end of the podcast where we'll give you our season prediction for the first for opening night and uh, opening uh, series between the Nats mm-hmm. and the Yankees. But let's talk about the team that they will be facing uh, a, that has a familiar face on the mound, somebody that they were very familiar with last October, and that will be mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, who joined none other than the Demons, a.k.a. the New York Yankees, in the Bronx, uh, probably the best starting pitcher in baseball going right now, going to a team that is one of the most talented, stacked lineups, and honestly, hard to find a real flaw on their, on this team. Uh, the $324 million ace adds the element that they needed the most, which was a pitcher to pitch against the elite teams, and now they got it. So that adds the line. That adds to a rotation of Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, James Plaxton, uh, playoff-tested Masahiro Tanaka. So right there, that's a solid four. So I just want to get your opinion, Jack. How are you feeling about these, uh, about these Yankees? I didn't even mention uh, J. Hay Happ. Ah, uh, the freaking Yankees. Um, they're a great team. This episode is probably just going to be like us pointing out the weak spots, but there like aren't a lot. I think my mind automatically goes to their starting pitching because that's their only slight weakness. But then they brought in the best pitcher in the league, arguably. So it's it's tough to point that out. I think we probably start with their starting pitching. I've heard so much about this, mainly probably from... John Boy, who's there, like, big Yankees fans over there. But they have a solid ace. And then they got Tanaka. They lost Severino for the year and Herman Marquez, which is rough. And then they got Paxton and Jay Happ, who... It's also a confusing name because it's, like, J-A, but it also just kind of sounds like J. I, so I would it, say it would be, like, oh, Ja. <laughs> ja Happ. <laughs> ja Happ. Yeah, I, so kind of a rough name there. I, J-A, Not, when you pronounce it, it's like kind of weird, but it's also like J-Hap is kind of like boring too. It, it's tough, I don't know. But the it's, Yankees, it's interesting. Yeah, they. it's a good rotation. They're just a complete team. If something goes wrong, it maybe they could see a little faltering with their like win record, but their lineup can score 10 rounds every night easily. So I don't think they're super worried. Uh, the um, only if just jump in. The only thing that I can think that can beat the Yankees this season is the Yankees. Uh, whether it be in fighting, some sort of clubhouse, maturity, drama, uh, but most importantly, injuries. And that's what this team's biggest flaw is: can their players stay healthy? Can Judge stay healthy? Can Stanton stay healthy? Uh, goal, Garrett Cole's a workhorse. You don't got to worry about him, but. Can uh, Hap, can Paxson, who's coming off, I think, is he still out, is he out this season? Not sure, but, I mean, he's been really good with the Mariners. He was kind of like a big pickup. We were like, oh, the Yankees got a good one here. And then it's he's been kind of inconsistent. If all these Yankees pitchers are on, it's kind of a hard not to say they're a lock in the World Series. But, um, yeah, I, starting is, like, maybe kind of iffy if you look at it that way. But then they have one of the best bullpens in the league. Here's so here's how I here's how I laid out. The Astros, the Yankees, and Dodgers all won 100 games last year. The mm-hmm. Yankees are the own... No, because the Dodgers got Mookie. But I would say the Yankees got 
probably the best out of the three of them. They improved. They had the one most. weakness, and then they uh, they addressed it. Exactly. Um, they needed to up their, upgrade their rotation. That was the talk, and that's what they did. Um, so that's I can't see it. I also think Stanton potentially has the ability to come back and have a huge bounce back year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Orshella was a big contributor last year. He probably can't repeat the same production, but I think he's still going to be a solid bat in that lineup. Uh, and Duhar is also can he can hit. You've seen it in these uh, scrimmage games. He's taken cold deep a couple times, so he's, yeah. he's pretty good. And, uh, and that's one of the best things about the Yankees because those guys both play the same position, so that's just platoon. extra depth. Like they have their their bench is just so good, and their lineup one through nine can hit bombs. Bombs. Oh, for- I'm getting a little nervous I'm a, as a Red Sox fan, as you can tell. I'm trying to be but, as um, unbright as possible, but they're going to yeah. miss Aaron Hicks this season after Tommy John. He, um, I think you're thinking of Jordan Hicks, maybe? No, Aaron Hicks in center. But um, He's out? Yeah, he's out for Tommy John. Tommy John surgery. I, I thought he was playing. No, uh, Aaron Hicks, uh, I'm pretty sure he had TJ. We got to get our producers on this because yeah, uh, research I'm pretty them. sure. I, Brett, I didn't know that. I thought Eric, uh, Brett Gardner was going to be playing uh, center. No, he's no, he's he's good. He'll be playing. I thought he had Tommy John. No, uh, Yankees, Aaron so. Hicks ready for opening day. So that's sh- that shows you that shows you greatness right here on the Turnkey Podcast. He had <laughs> TJ though. I know that. I maybe mm-hmm. I just maybe had last the, year. Uh, uh I think maybe he just was able to get get back because of the season being pushed off. But I know he was yeah, supposed to miss yeah. the original start to the season. Uh, okay. But either way, so he's, he'll be starting the corona season. But we'll see what he has left, at, what he has after that surgery. Uh, Aaron Judger, Aaron Judge, Judger. <laughs> Aaron Judge has probably the b- b- purest raw power in baseball. Gary Sanchez mm-hmm. scares me, though. Um, he's he's uh, not – his ability to play catcher is quite poor. Is how I'd put it. Yeah, yeah. They that's kind of summarizing the Yankees. They they really just will give up. Like they don't want to have a defensive catcher because, um, what's his name? Oh, Sanchez. He is probably the best offensive catcher in baseball. Can't really play defense, but they don't. They don't really need it. I guess they just view they're just gonna hit so many home runs that throwing out a guy at second isn't super important. But he has, he does have a good arm. He's just not super agile. But yeah, as you were saying, I mean, and your name in Hicks, Andujar, Urshela, those are like the bottom tier of their lineup because it's just so good. Judge, Stanton, um, DJ LeMahieu. We haven't Luke talked Floyd. about DJ LeMahieu yet. Who? Yeah. Glaber Torres. I got. You want to see Glaber the Torres. Uh, the one through nine? But uh, I don't know how accurate this one is because again, I haven't been following. But this is what they have projected. Uh, LeMahieu leading off, Judge in the two-hole, Glaber Torres, John Carlos Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, Mike Talkman, Gio Urshela, and then Brett Gardner in the nine-hole. But Hicks probably going to be playing now because like he's back, which I didn't know, so I'm assuming someone's going to be kicked to the bench. But either way, then they got Duhar, Hicks, Clint Frazier. That's that's a lot of depth, man. Those are a lot of people who can hit. And yeah, they... They all can hit, and they have depth. It's not like their utility man is like a dinger utility man, for sure. And I love DJ Lemayhew. Not a huge Yankees mm-hmm. fan, but DJ Lemayhew. How do you not like him? He's he's cool. Not a huge fan of the big second baseman, kind of like the the DJ Lemayhew, um, Carlos Correa, kind of like big middle infield vibe. I like when they're small and like fun and jumpy around. But he he's just he's the machine. 
He's a machine. Oh, he is, dude. 145 games last year. Free 27 batting average. Free 27 batting average. That's mm-hmm. He had a free 48 batting average with the Colorado Rockies, and I still didn't really know who he was until he got over to the Yankees. Yeah. He's a free-time gold glove winner. Now, he won the Silver Slugger last year, placed fourth in MVP voting, 893 OPS, 26 home runs, 102 RBIs. From the leadoff spot, that's that's who you have to open the game against as a pitcher if you're facing mm-hmm. the Yankees. So that's terrifying. Also, Glaber Torres, um, another player I'm really high on, and I, as I think everybody is in baseball. Uh, I love him. I'm pulling up his stat line right now because I want him in front of me. But what the think the change for me or the big thing in uh, this lineup that can make them an automatic World Series, this isn't even a question, win – is if John Carlos Stanton is be able to be 70% of what John Carlos Stanton was. Yeah, we've seen the Yankees win, what, 97 games last year? Or they won 100. They, no, 100. Yeah, won 100 games, and they weren't healthy, and Stanton kind of sucked. So if we see Stanton be anything like Stanton can be, you just don't ever want to face the Yankees. I mean, Glaber, DJ, Sanchez... Judge and Stanton, that's just an insane list of players. And if they're well, they, all right, they're super, just super. On you can't pitch them. There's no way you can get them out. There, there is no way you can legitimately survive that lineup without giving up at least a home run. Um, Glaber has two years in the MLB. He's made the All Star game twice, placed third in Rookie of the Year voting, and got MVP votes last year with 38 home runs, 90 RBIs, OPS 871. And a batting average of 278. Dude, there's just how many players in this lineup do you just look at and you're like, he could be he could be a star this he could be a star this season. He's a star. He's a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the list really just goes on and on. And like yes, you talked about Stanton, which I think you did a really good point bringing up. Uh he hasn't been able to stay healthy with the Yankees. He only played 18 games in 2019. Uh his one full season with the Yankees, people said he had a bad season. And he had 266 with 30, uh, 38 home runs and 100 RBIs and got MVP votings. Yeah, he he balled out that series. I think there probably is some recency bias with Stanton because he he really didn't play in 2019. They kind of – he was hurt, and then they, like, why play at that point? So when – I mean, if he's healthy and decent this year, it's – he's Him and he's, Judge is just insane. He's two-year removed from hitting 59 home runs. <laughs> Yeah, that baseball is just such a fast-moving sport. That's definitely one of the big things we've learned because you really don't think of him that way anymore. Just because that one year he didn't really play. Uh, in twenty eighteen, me on twenty seven when he was on the my uh, Marlins twenty seventeen, right? Um, me and my friends, uh, we called him Mister Sports Center because we woke up every morning and he was mm-hmm. on Sports Center. That's what it was. Every morning it was yeah. like the chase for a sixty. How, when else has his pull for baseball is huge. One house has the Miami Marlins been that relevant? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I feel like he's taking a heel turn. Now that he's on the Yankees, he's like villain. Yeah, I'm, I am glad he went there, though. I think it's a better fit because the Red Sox, I don't know how close they were to getting him, but we wanted him. It was like J.D. Martinez or Stan, and I think he fits in New York better, even though it's it's kind of rough to see the Yankees get a great player as Red Sox fans, but don't he he does fit well in that lineup. Oh, I I completely agree. Um, 
poll question. Would you rather have John Carlos Darren's body or Pablo Sandoval's body? Um, it depends on the task for me. I Pablo Sandoval's right now or Pablo Sandoval's at his slimmest? No, at his thickest. Like, do you want to be... Yeah, no. At his thickest, going with Stanton. But honestly, if I can get a slim Pablo, like his good year when he slimmed down... I'm probably going with that. Just be stands too big. Like, you can't just walk to the grocery store and, like, you don't have a day job. If you look like that, they're like, oh, you play you play a sport. Yeah, he looks and like then he's... people will talk to you and then people will be like, oh, can you, like, kill this cow in my yard? Because you can probably do it with your bare hands. And, like, who wants to do that? Very true. He looks like he's casted out of a marble, gr- like, marble, uh, like a, p- a marble wall. He's re- or marble statue. He's ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I may lean Pablo. You know, he's looking a little, looking a little thick in camp. So you know, we, we mm-hmm. all, we all need that. But this bullpen is something we haven't talked about either, and it's a bullpen that actually matters. I think that the shortened rotation, a shortened season, and then the added depth of Cole to eat those innings is going to make this bullpen that much scarier with the combo, com- free, the free-headed monster, uh, Adam. Let's, uh, let's try that. Adavino. Adam, out of Adavino. Stuttering over here, Zach Britton and Arodis Chapman. I think they're all going to be able to be fresher when it comes mm-hmm. to postseason times, which is going to be huge for them because they've eaten a lot of innings over the years. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of the trickle down effect that you're going to see of the Garrett Cole signing, and it's just scary to me. The a year after setting a record, so they set the record for home runs in what 2018, 267 the Yankees did, and then the mm-hmm. Twins shattered it last year. They still hit 307 home uh they still hit over 300 home runs last year. The Yankees did. Yeah, they I mean Bronx Bombers, the baby bombers all grown up. We're going to see it's going to be a terrifying year and we just talked about the bullpen a little bit. It's probably best bullpen in baseball. Um you can, their lineup is up there, best lineup in baseball for sure. Rotation, they got Garrett Cole and some other dudes. So this might it might be the best team on paper in baseball. I agree, and you ready for my fun fact of the day? But this one is going to be hit pinstripe me. related. Hit me with the fun fact. I'm uh, so ready. We got Glaber Torres, who hit 38 mm-hmm. home runs in 2019, becoming just the third Yankee to have multiple seasons of at least 20 dongs before turning 23 years old. He's so in our so that's insane. And the first mm-hmm. two Yanks to do it: Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. Only DiMaggio had more home runs in the first two seasons of the Yankees with 75 than Torres, who has 62. So that's that's pretty good company. Good company. That's not yeah. bad company to be in, just saying. Do you so, think now he switched over to shortstop with DD leaving for the Phillies, do you think he's going to get Jeter comparisons? Because they really haven't ooh, had a great shortstop yeah. since Jeter. So do you think those are coming in? Because he's not. he's very different than Jeter. Oh, very different. I don't know. Maybe uh, I think that's like a sank. That's like a sacrilegious conversation to have in New York. So I don't think anybody will ever compare him to Jeter. Um, I do think that it being like what Jeter retired in twenty fourteen, something like that. Yeah. Um. So six years ago now, I think that it's a good time to take over shortstop because the uh, Jeter effect is no longer there. It's been long sure. enough that you can like actually maybe just you don't have to be Derek Jeter. You can be Glaber Torres. Which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aaron Judge, 
had the most defensive runs saved in 2019 among outfielders in the American League. Something we really don't talk about. Is his, something we don't talk about his defense. Yeah, I I hate seeing those big guys. Like Stan's also a decent defender too. He's does he have a gold glove? I feel like he has a gold glove. Uh, let me check. Which is kind of crazy because they just hit bombs. But these big guys, they can gun out runners and they they can get there with those long strides. So you don't think of them as those like Kevin Tiermeyer catch everything, but they can play a real good right field and left field. So he does not yeah, have the, a gold glove. Ah, uh, damn. Uh, I'm assuming he plays right field. That's kind of hard to win a gold glove at. You got to be real good. Yeah. Well, now what, it, he's in left now, right? Judging right. Uh, judging Stan right. Left. Is it standing left or standing DHing? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not really sure. He might I'll, be DHing, yeah. I'll take a look. Um, But if you know as a Yankees fan, we're sorry. We don't know that. But uh, he DHed in 2019 in the little he played. Uh, he hmm. also played left field for 10 games, it looks like. I'm trying to get his 2018 numbers and the position he played, uh, but left field in 2018. He yeah he played he played outfield most of 2018, but also DH. 86 mm-hmm. games at DH, 72 games in the outfield. Okay, yeah, so kind of even split. That doesn't really matter. They're still gonna hit bombs. So Yankees are scary, scary, scary good. So so true. But is there anything that you can say? For the Red Sox fans, the Rays fans, any team, I feel like the Yankees are probably the most hateable team in baseball. Uh, that's come obviously from Boston kid, but yeah, other than the Astros right now. Oh yeah, Astros. I'd uh, no, I can't say that. But Astros are the most hateable team in baseball mm-hmm. right now. But the Yankees are just they're just polarizing. Um, yeah. So would you rather? Uh, how are you going to convince me, a Red Sox fan? to watch the Yankees this year. Give me a reason that I should tune in. Um, they're the best team in baseball, maybe. <laughs> that's not selling me. That's probably, that's probably the big reason. Um, don't. It's kind of a tough question. You're, I don't want to say any of these things, but... It's hard to like hype them up, but we're, we're trying to be unbiased yeah. here, guys. You can see the struggle. They're so good. They had one weakness, and then they brought in the best solution to that one weakness as... Derek it's Cole like, solves all their pitching issues. It's like having um, a flat tire and then buying a new car to fix it. Yeah, basically, yeah. No, it's like um, your Toyota um, Corolla from 1942 broke down, and then you bought a Tesla. Yeah, you're like, ah, we're gonna, we're just gonna get a new car, upgrade, fold, give me a Bentley. That's how we're gonna do mm-hmm. it. And they just added that to an already like solid rotation. It probably would have won a World Series anyways. So if you want to. Red Sox fans, uh, it's tough to you can't. I'm not telling you to root for the Yankees, but if you wanna watch good baseball and you wanna watch Garrett Cole's fastball, which is the best pitch in the MLB, tune mm-hmm. in, see how he adjusts. But and also something to watch, go look how weird he looks without hair. Yeah, disgusting. The Yankees rule is the stupidest thing about the Yankees. Just let him grow a beard. Like what? It's so weird and like culty. That is the worst thing about this team is that Garrett Cole does not have flow. Yeah, I yeah, and no team will ever have flow. And no no Yankees team will ever have flow because they're weird. Just let him grow the hair. Come on. Let him grow the mullet. Come on. Don't don't why do you guys hate fun? Why do you hate fun? That's yeah. what I want to know. Come on. So 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 stupid. But mm-hmm. let's get our win projection on these Yankees and then we'll do our series breakdown. So where are you coming in, Doyle? Coming in at 
40 and 20. Um, oh, we got a 40 burger. Yeah, kind of probably a lazy guess. Um, but I just don't think I can put them above 40 as the more we go, I think it's going to be kind of tight a little bit in the East. So don't think I can put them above 40, but they're good. they're just a great team. I mean, don't really have anything more to say. 40 and 20. Uh, I got them coming in at 37 and 23. One game above the Rays. Wow. I think the Rays... Damn, okay. Uh, I think the Yankees are by one of the best teams in baseball. Um, I don't think 37 wins is anything to sneeze at. I have the Dodgers winning 50 because I'm just going to, you know, I'm risking it all on that bet. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to win 30, going to go 37 23. They're going to sneak out a win in the division and, you know, probably absolutely break in the playoffs. But I still think they're probably the best team in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or 1B with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's it's also tough when we look at the Astros that just like their lineup was so insane, but we got the cheating thing, so it's tough. I I think I the Yankees probably, are better than the Astros. Yeah, with their bullpen, it's it's hard to really sneeze at any part of their team. So um, I guess if you like the Yankees, it's go Yankees. Yeah. No, no, I'm not gonna say go Yankees. We did our best, guys, for give you an unbiased breakdown. But let's. This is. Such a weird thing to say. You want to talk about real baseball games? Do I? Do I? Do I ever? <laughs> of course yeah, I do. Um, tonight we got Scherzer v. Cole, Soto versus Glaber, <gasps> Judge versus. I just. I don't know. That's that might be where the Nationals is missing. They're kind of missing that like second superstar because they I, lost Rendon. I we'll just reached the beginning peak. of this episode, dude. I just reached peak. Happiness when you said we have baseball tonight. Yeah, that's it's 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 my toes are getting a little wiggly. It's my toes are wiggling, dude. That's (laughs) that's that's insane. Oh my god, for sure though. Uh, great matchup to start the season, by the way. Scherzer v Cole. Could it get better than that? We got Scherzer v Cole, and then the Dodgers playing opening night against the Giants, which sucks. But at least we get to see the Giants, Yankees, and Nationals all playing. That's fun. You um, said, well, at least we get to see the Giants, Yankees, and Nationals playing. You mean the Dodgers? Dodgers, yeah. No Not one, the, wants, no to one wants to see the Giants. <laughs> unless Pablo Sandoval is going to give you, uh, you know, playing third, which then and, gonna unless he's starting pitcher, I don't, I don't want to watch the Giants. Yeah, unless he's dealing on the mound. Yo, he was throwing yeah. mean curveballs the other day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this this series breakdown. So many exciting starring names. Great way to MLB. Give me a round of applause. Great way to market your mm-hmm. opening day. Put your two most entertaining teams probably out there on the field. Um, I think it's going to be that the non-division games are not as important. I feel like this has a lot of uh, fluke to it in a way. Yes. Yes. I think that teams are only getting six off days this year. Um, so also it's kind of tough that you have to play opening day and then waste one of your off days right after. Yeah, burn one right away. That definitely does suck. But um, it's good for the sport. You, I don't think if you're a Yankees fan, you can really complain, or a Nats fan, you can't really complain because your teams are great, and you get to watch them with everyone else. They're nationally broadcasted, no blackouts on these games, so it's it's a great night for baseball. How do, how do we want to do this this recap? Do we want to just do our, our maybe some bold predictions and then a prediction? Because we kind of went through all their lineups, so... I just want to get a score for opening night. That's I want to score for tonight's game from you. 
That's what, yeah. that's what I'm okay. looking for. Um, that's I think is all we need to give the fans. We'll give a full breakdown after the games are played. Uh, but we did a 52 minutes of previewing these teams already, so I don't think we need to really get in depth of preparing them. Yeah, um, that's what we've done. You've heard us talk enough, so I want to get a mm-hmm. I want to get a score from you. But I also have an over under bet. I believe Joe Buck okay. will be calling an opening night game. Am I correct? Uh, I think it's on Fox. But yeah, so sadly we will get the Buckster. <laughs> how many how many moonshot meter graphics are we getting? Ugh. Or do you think they retired it? I think they retired it, but there's going to be some dumb shit going on with the with the Yankees just hitting home runs. It's going to be like, oh, that's blah blah. blah. It's like, shut up, Joe Buck. <laughs> I, I think I don't think Joe Buck's going to let that moonshot meter die. I think we're going to get four appearances of it. I think we're going to have four dongs in this game, so we're going to get four moonshot mm-hmm. meters. So I'm okay. exci- I'm excited for that. I wish they would put it in a stadium where the fans used to be. Mm. And just a full display for the world because it's my favorite graphic in baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's it's a solid dude. It's so bad. How do you come up with that? <laughs> but who who thought that would ever be a good idea? But let's get. I want to hear your score. If you got one, what is your score for opening night? Scherzer v Cole, Nats versus Yanks to lead off to Corona season. I got five four Nationals. I think it's gonna be a pitcher's duel until late. The bullpens are going to give up some runs. And I see the Nationals coming out on top. Um, it is going to be a pitcher's duel, and I wouldn't be surprised if it would be like one nothing. But opening day, I think these offenses are going to put up some numbers for this, like the big game. And um, both teams are going to hit some dingers. But um, great, a w- very well-pitched game. We're going to see a lot of very late-inning scoring. The Nationals take it by one run. I got it coming in at 4-2 Yankees. Uh, I'm going to go Yanks. I think Garrett Cole is probably going to have a stunning eight. I'm thinking like eight innings, 11 strikeouts, just dealing two runs. Great stat line. He's going to become the face of the Bronx from the start, and people are going to be reminded why he got paid the way he got paid. Uh, So I think we're going to see a Yankees 4-2 win, but it's going to be a competitive game. Scherzer's going to deal, but, you know, the Yankees' at bats are just going to be too much. And they're going to be one and out to start the season. And the Nats are going to be similar to last year. They're going to have to be coming back, and everyone's going to count them out. And then they'll have their moment to shine. That is our first official baseball prediction, and it feels so good. Feels so good. And with that prediction, we have finished our breakdown of every single MLB team in I think we did it in 13 days, 30 teams. Wow. Wow. If the editor doesn't put uh, trumpet noises right here, I'm going to be upset. Editing post, let's get some <laughs> trumpet noises yeah. right here. I feel that was a grind, guys. It was so much work. we both be getting off work, rushing home, calling. Okay, let's record three or four podcasts tonight, breaking mm-hmm. them down. We dropped two episodes yesterday. We're dropping two episodes today. And we're going to continue to pump out the content just because our Corona breakdown is over does not mean that the content has stopped. It's actually quite the opposite. We are just getting started here at the Turning Two Podcast, and you can expect even more content over the next couple of weeks. I think we're going to be only back going back down to free pods a week. Uh, mm-hmm. So make sure you check us out on Instagram at the Turning Two Pod, on Twitter at the Turning Two Podcast, and thank you for all of you who've shown some love over these breakdowns. 
the uh, the listens and the, the help uh, the kind comments have made this worth doing. So subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you like to uh, consume your podcast. And Jack, you got anything to take us out? Probably just check out this like really nice outro that's going on right now. I think it's gonna drop right now.